You're listening to the Build Shaves Podcast, presented by Midco Sports Network. Spring is here. Is it here? Really? We'll, we'll assume it is. And that means spring sports season is all but arrived on Midco SN. This spring, we're proud to bring you coverage of UND football, softball, and track and field, plus the latest news and interviews with the out-of-season teams that you care about. So stay tuned in the months ahead to Midco Sports Network. This is how we do sports, and this is the Build Shaves Podcast. Yes, welcome to another edition of the Build Shaves Podcast, taping this on a Wednesday morning, episode 33 on an April 10th, alongside producer David Folsky, athletics director of Build Shaves. I'm Alex Sanders. Here we go. Mid-April. Blizzard coming? <laughs> let's let's do it. Let's. It's so funny looking at the forecast and you kind of see, we had that little spell of 50 degree days and things are looking good and it smelled like spring outside and now maybe winter is... Just when we think we're out, Bill. Just one more. They, they pull us back. Just in, one don't more. They? Yeah, just one don't more. Don't we usually, uh, you know. This is, yeah, this yeah, is growing up, the Growing up in New England, uh, you know, in Spokane, you get this last sort of April yeah. something, don't you? Yep. Just, sure. just a little reminder. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just, just to make you feel a little uneasy, a little uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and you know what? To figure out who's in control. Also, another good. Uh, reason for this just we again have, we mother have, nature father yeah, time undefeated both of them <laughs> unscored upon uh, it's uh i think it helps us appreciate i think that's that's how i'm going to view this always like those those april storms kind of make you remember oh that's right when, when the nice weather does come it's one last little hint that totally th- you know we have to be thankful when totally. things are good yep. so yep well, it makes you it. appreciate it. And again, I, there's obviously many, many folks that enjoy outside winter activities. And uh, But it, for someone like, uh, I'll say me, I, I enjoy 70 to 85 degree weather, and mm-hmm. it makes you appreciate it a little bit yeah. more. I'm going to say you're not unique in that particular feeling. Yeah, Not everyone, though. Not everybody. Some people do like it when it's negative 30. But I, uh, um, the uh, one of the nice things, you know, of course, we're taping this in Bill's office in Grand Forks. You know, a lot of the big, heavy snow that's supposed to come this week is coming down south. So downriver, where we, of course, have a Red River that is swollen, to say the least. It's nice that that won't necessarily be swelled much more than it already is. And hopefully that will start to recede a little bit. And we can get some bridges back open in the town and get life back to normal a little bit for people. Well, bringing it to UND Athletics, you know, again, we've got uh, we've got uh, teams that are on the road, and yeah. they've got to think about when they're traveling because of that storm coming through. And so, you know, our women's golf team, I know, was in that mode. Tennises are 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 in that thought process. So, you know, it, it seems like every single trip we've had this year has been almost a trip by trip conversation of what's going on. And so, it's just where just where we were this yeah. year. It's been the theme. Yep. 20, 2018, yep. 19. It has been the year of weird weather. So, why not have a little bit more of that? coming up um travel by the way was not affected this past weekend which allowed you to get to minneapolis and that's the reason why we're taping this on a wednesday instead of the usual monday you had a chance to take in the final four bill just talk about that experience yeah it was great alex i you know i 
have not been uh, a lot of folks that are sitting in the chair that I'm sitting in have become like a final four. They, they do it annually. I, that just hasn't been, I guess, on my radar screen for whatever reason. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not anti final four. I just, uh, um, just haven't necessarily put that in my uh, bucket, so to speak. But see the message boards now, Bill Chaves hates final. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, I loved it this weekend though. Yeah. So if you want to take me out of context, you can, but hopefully they continue to listen is that, it was awesome. Yeah. It really was. And U.S. Bank Stadium did a great job, too. It was kind of neat what they had to do up top, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that got, that caught a lot of attention that they had to spend a, a good chunk of uh, dollars to kind of uh, darken yeah. darken it, mm-hmm. um, so to speak. But I believe, from what I understood, too, and when you have concerts in there, sometimes it's a little hard acoustically in there. And so that might actually oh, help sure. a little bit as far as soften some things. David, I'm looking at David because I, I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. And he's like, at least look at having like, eh, you yeah, can maybe, go with maybe, it. Sure. Yeah, maybe, yeah. sure, go with it. Um, but at the end of the day, um, I thought that it was fantastic. I thought the uh, Minneapolis did an awesome job. And, you know, thank thank goodness that the snowstorm is coming this week right. as opposed to this past right. week. I, you know, because it was beautiful. It was like 55. It was, you know, and it's just warm. And there's a lot of activities that are outside the arena as Correct. well. Yeah. And so, you know, they really did a nice, nice job. And, uh, and then, you know, to watch the games that were just, uh, you know, I, I found it funny that it seemed like, um, there wasn't a lot of expectation of what the games would provide. And one thing we learned, those teams that were there, they earned their way there. Yeah. You know, they earned their way there. Now, you may wanted to have seen, say, a Zion, or you might have wanted to see your other favorite team, but those are the teams that earned it there. And boy, did they play tough. Yeah, three great games. I mean, great games. I mean, obviously very defensive-minded, which we kind of expected, but it didn't lessen the spectacle or lessen the excitement at the end. You had great finishes. Obviously, overtime in the national championship game for the first time since 08. Kids hitting big shots, making big plays. It was great. Yeah, great, great basketball. And for Guy to step up, regardless of the, of the call, and I thought that Auburn handled it tremendously yeah. after the game. I, I was... Uh, I thought their class, they exhibited incredible class, both from uh, both from the uh, from the player and from Coach Pearl as well. I thought they did a great job. And, you know, uh, for Guy to step up, 72,000 fans l- looking down on you and to, 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 to put two in, then get frozen a little bit with a timeout wow. and put the third one in. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Was it a foul, by the way, in your opinion? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I... I I think so too. I, I th- people made a big deal of this. I'm not sure. And like, I thought, he, he I takes thought, his legs out. I thought here. the way Bruce Pearl handled it was like, yeah. get over it. It's like yeah. that was a foul. <laughs> now, I, I think the yeah. one thing, and I think John Thompson Sr. made this uh, point, uh, from what I understand on on Westwood One Radio, mm-hmm. is that maybe that wasn't a foul all game. Oh sure. If you want to stay there. I don't have a problem with that kind of comment. I think that's a fair comment. I don't know enough about it, though, whether or not truly, like how many of those types of plays happened that day, and was that the only one called? Okay. It's kind of like when you change the strike zone a little bit, or you feel like that's happening, but it felt like he didn't really have a place to land. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't think you can debate that. Yeah, no, I would agree with you. I, it, there were some angles where they, I saw some things the next day where they had the, the, the photograph of the Auburn player putting his hands up with space between him but it was and low. Kyle Guy in the corner. But it was low. And it, it wasn't like the last moment. Like, you know, if you just 
moved ahead a couple of frames. It was it was low. Contact get made exactly. It was low, and 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 you know I I think um, you know that's just part of the game. Yeah. And it was just an awesome game, and uh, and then you know the next one, the championship. Uh, boy, that was a, a terrific game, and uh, you know, good for Texas Tech. They uh, they fought and they got back into it, mm-hmm. and it looked like they were going to win it. Yeah, <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, th- there was that stretch where they scored what ten straight. I mean, with under three minutes to go, and had that three point lead. Matt Mooney, former South Dakota Coyote, hits a couple of big threes. It yep. looks like that's going to be that. And Virginia, just a great finish to, to hit that three in the corner. Terrific. Looked like had a layup, but yep. kicked, kicked out. Kicked it out, yep. And, you know, that was just a uh, tremendous uh, finish to that game. And, uh, you know, I, I I have to admit to you, uh, I, I had no dog in the hunt, so to speak, at all. I mean, I just wanted to see a great game, and, yeah. that's, it, it, and that's what we got. But to, to see what Virginia had to go through last year and then to, to watch them, you know, climb the mountain, so to speak – pretty impressive i mean that's why we love sport what a great narrative i mean you you suffer probably the worst defeat really in college basketball history i mean the most ignominious way to lose the first number one to lose to a 16 you have to live with that and then the next year you go out and you win a national championship well the one thing that that really wasn't said we had we had a couple of virginia fans behind us and I found that pretty entertaining too. So, I mean, I just, I kept, I, so on Saturday we were right in line. We're kind of in the second deck. Here's how, how I'll describe it. We were close enough on that kind of second tier that I would not look at the video board. I would look at the court because it was close enough. I'm putting air quotes close (laughs) enough to, to see it, but I was right in line with the CBS crew. Mm. So I was able to watch Charles Barkley too. So I was able to watch the game in the ending, and that was incredibly entertaining. Then on Monday, we had two Virginia fans back there, and they were just dying. I mean, dying. And they kept, you know, uh, Steve Brecky was with us, Mike Manassa, and we had some uh, folks with us that support us. And and, and every, every free throw, they... The, the one guy had to put his hands on them because they, because they hadn't missed. And, 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 and then finally I looked back at him. I don't know what happened. It was in overtime or whatever. And I, I said, you got it. You got it. He goes, we don't have it. We don't have it. And, you know, it's just funny. But uh, they got it. Living and dying. Living oh. and dying with the Cavaliers. No, very cool for that program, certainly, to win their first national championship in those type of circumstances. Yeah. And um, two, two, two kind of final things about from a, from a NCAA basketball perspective. Obviously, you know, one of the big storylines from around here was the fact that you had, you know, grad transfer kids playing in the Elite Eight with Gino Crandall, Fergan Zag, and sure. Matt Mooney for Texas Tech. Mooney obviously has 22 points in the national semifinal, really kind of led Texas Tech to the championship game and played a big role in that. There's been some debate over, is that a good thing for the league? Like the Summit League got a lot of exposure with him making the run, or do you look at it and say, our kids going to see this as the example of well, if I leave, this is I'm going to be in the final four. What do you think about that? So I'm I'm going to be a uh, one trick pony on this conversation <laughs> all the time. I'm 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 completely one trick right now. Is I am pro grad transfer. So let's start there. Mm. But I'm also pro grad transfer if you've had, if you've graduated. Mm-hmm. And once you've graduated, whatever that definition is, and we need to really define that, when that happens, that's when the world should open up to you, to others. 
and we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure we're going to get there. I, every time I say that to some of my counterparts, I think they look at me like I'm crazy. Like, like, what are you talking about? Do we mean defining graduation? What I'm saying is, if you have three graduations a year at your institution or whatever we're going to define it as, if it's a May graduation, you need to have gotten your degree in your hand. If you have your degree in your hand, then you should be able to go be recruited and go take visits and go do what you want to do. Today, you can take visits if you proclaim you're going to graduate. Well, how do you know you're going to graduate? It may not happen. And so, um, but those are the rules right now. And so you have to, you, we, we are, that's the rules we're living in right now. So we will abide by them and we'll do the same thing should a grad transfer want to come to us right. because that's what the rules are. But if we could tighten that one piece up, we're good to go. I, I, good for Matt. I, I mean, I, I'm fine with that. Good for Gino. I'm fine with that. I just, that, that piece of the puzzle and I'm, I'm, I'm keep beating that drum and I'm going to keep beating it because everything else I have read, you know, a number of things. It seems like during this time frame, you know, it, you get the platform, a lot of folks just, uh, how should I say, providing suggestions on how quote unquote messed up things are. Mm. Well, y- without much solution, my, by the way, right. they're, yeah. they're going to give you the, the critique, but they're not going to give you the solution. In this case scenario, you know, the thought is, well, that's going to go away or graduate transfer is going to go away. I don't think so. I think it's going to get altered, but I'm not even sure I'm excited about the potential alterations of it because mm-hmm. they're talking about, let's just say you, Alex, are done. They, they might they say that you have to use two years for your one year that you have eligibility. That, that's kind of the that's, conversation that's right the propo- now. Not maybe a proposal, yeah, but that's sort yeah, of Yeah, that's kind okay. of out there. Sure. I'm not down with that. Yeah. I'm like, you know, if it takes you one year, quote unquote, to uh, to fulfill your obligations on a graduate level, why are you going to get dinged for two? Yeah. doesn't seem right to me. So, and if you're trying to turn the volume down on graduate transfers, then just do it. There's other ways to do it, mm-hmm. is my humble opinion. One of the unique things, this is a little bit off, same topic, not about Final Four stuff, but you, you, you can keep track now with the transfer portal and sort of just see the, the amount of names that are filling up in terms of college basketball and they're over, they're like 550 some, 600 names right now out there. You know, this is just kind of the nature of, of how it is and I'm not sure if there is a way to slow that down or if we should really be worried about slowing I'm that down. I'm good with it. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, it, it, it was actually worse before. Because what happened is it happened, um, you know who was the last to know? Someone like me. And then they would come into my office and ask for permission for something they're already thinking about doing or actually going to do. And so instead, it's kind of upfront. That was the thought process. Is it perfect? Probably not. But if someone wants to go to a different institution because that's a better fit for them, they should have that opportunity. But I think there needs to be at least some um, thoughtfulness for both the institution that originally brought you in, took a chance on you, maybe even developed you. Mm-hmm. And at that point in time, I just think there, there's thoughts of how to go about that. But on the, in the graduate space, just tell me when you graduated. Give me that definition. And when that happens, have at it. <laughs> but we're not there yet. Not there yet. Still working our way and towards part, that. And part of it is, look, I, I love Vernon to death, Vernon Adams. I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I still text with him. I mean, he was, mm-hmm. I, I'm zero, I, I love Vern, you know, but it felt weird to me when Oregon brought him on a plane and sent, brought him to, to Eugene 
And, and ultimately, we still, at that point, had to pay two more quarters to get him finished and through the summer yeah. to get him done. Because for APR reasons, you need to do that. And to do right by the student, you need to do that. But it just feels a little weird yeah. when another school in the same sort of thing that you're doing is then recruiting someone that you're still having to sort of support through. Right. Mm-hmm. And in that case scenario, oh, this just in, Eastern was playing Oregon the first game of the year. <laughs> so that was a little interesting. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. not that I'm not, I'm not passionate about this subject. <laughs> I do feel like we, we talk about this a lot, and I bring that up a lot, because it has been such a big part of the conversation around college athletics right now. But it's always good to hear from your chair what you think, and I... Not that we expected you to change from, from the standpoint that you've got, but I think it's a good, it's a good stance that you're making. Well, there, and, and I, I, I would say this, unless there's data that's brought to me, I reserve the right to alter my opinion too. Yeah. If I get new data that suggests other things, I'm good with it. Then I will change and I, I will alter it. I think initially I was in the camp of, no, this is, this is, this is bad. You know, mm-hmm. that, was, that was a while ago. That was it, but but I, I changed it and just said, you know what, our... our our fulfillment for when students come in is to try and get them their undergraduate degree. And if we can fulfill that and they still have a year left to go play somewhere, they should have that opportunity. Well said. As, as always, typically on this topic. Well said, Bill. Well. Yes. Um, one other kind of final 4 note for Minneapolis now from, from a regional perspective, you know, and this is obviously our sister state just right across the border. That's now the Super Bowl and the Final Four that that, that new facility, U.S. Bank Stadium, has allowed the city of Minneapolis to host. It's just kind of a little reminder of it's it's a big cost to build something like that. It's it's a it's a big decision in terms of like how that is getting paid for, et cetera. But what a cool thing! I mean, really, for a lot of people in that area in the Upper Midwest to get to experience some of the pinnacle, the peaks of sport, really, in our country. Kind of in back-to-back years, it's pretty. It's a pretty cool deal. All right, so so I'm going to go uh, th- several different ways on you right now, I'm and, very I'm gonna, excited and, and I'm going to and I'm going to bring it back to UND as well from a facility yes. standpoint because I think it's incredibly important. So yes, you know I think when uh, when Minneapolis decided to to kind of go down that path, and then uh, obviously uh, the NFL bringing the Super Bowl was awesome, and, and and then the Final Four, and I think the women's Final Four is coming up too. I could be wrong with that, but I think in a couple of years that's happening. I think you're right because it was sort. There was another big thing coming down I the think pipe. So. I think you're I th- right. I think that's accurate. But what's neat is, and I sat there and um, I was just kind of thinking about it, and I just said, I wonder how many people in that stands have seen three different sporting events in there. Hmm. I have. Right, you saw a Viking game in September. Mm-hmm. I saw Tottenham last july and i saw a basketball game in there (laughs) that's pretty cool and then of course they do concerts Mm -hmm. and so that's that's interesting but yeah i i I, facilities are always kind of interesting because obviously it costs so much right but i do believe there's economic impact that occurs and and there's no doubt that minneapolis has felt that in the region Mm -hmm. and because it was kind of cool for the region now bringing it back to und um Tom Miller had a great article a couple of days ago in the in the Grand Forks Herald about a number of high schools using our high performance center. Yes. Did you read that I by did. chance? Yes. It was great. And you know, and for us that's it. well in this weekend because we'll be doing the spring wrap up in football on Friday night and then right after that we're going to host a drone racing 
competition, the National Collegiate Drone Racing Championships, mm-hmm. which I've been kind of a part of. Well, you, you look at those two things. What do, what do great facilities do? It allowed us to connect with an academic um, part of campus in sort of a competitive way, mm-hmm. which is cool. That's a neat thing. And then we were able to bring in community-type events that of ultimately, these are potential UND students. Yeah. That's why the facilities are so incredibly important. And that's why we're, you know, we're, we're, we're recording this in a 68-year-old building, and I stare at a 92-year-old building every single day, too. Those need to be um, thanked and retired because we need to figure those things out. Yeah. How's that? I, that's, yes. We really do. And not to mention, you know, where do our student athletes spend the majority of their time in these facilities, mm-hmm. not the Alaris center five times a week, five times a year or six times a year, depending on the schedule. So, so at the end of the day, obviously the Betty and Ralph, it's awesome for those sports, right? Over, over there. And, but even the Betty being 15 years old this year, you know, we've got to rethink some things. And Jody and I've had those conversations because uh, you know, some of our seating's coming to end of life. So there's some infrastructural issues we have to think about. It's like owning a house for, yeah. for 15 years. The roof doesn't last forever. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to think through some of those things. Time to start. It's time to start making those plans. Obviously, those plans are already in the process. But even though if you, when you True. walk in and look around and think, oh, this, this place is still pretty good. But we got to think, what's there's next? Always, yeah, what's what, next? Yep. The bees were here, right? Hmm. How cool was that? You know, I mean, th- all those are potential UND students. And if we were able to get a practice facility off of the Betty, maybe there's an opportunity to do a few more of those types right. of events. I'm not going to lie. When you said the bees were here, I really thought, like, do we have bees in the Betty? Like, actual literal bumblebees, but the state, the state, bee, the yes. state bee basketball tournament. Oh, good times. Yeah, you were kind of looking at me. I like the bees. Bees, <laughs> yeah. The bees. Or, or, or who, who, who are the bees, <laughs> you know? Is this... Is that a musical group? That I'm not aware of. <laughs> Maybe the BGs. No, I was honestly. That's uh, good times. Yeah. When we tape on a Wednesday, I'm just I'm a little bit off. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But um, no, good good things to see that that again the facilities that we've got that we've really invested a lot in are being put to good use. Obviously, like that, we were we've been in the HPC a lot this spring, of course, for spring football, and it's fun to see the chairbacks. We've talked a lot about that. How fans are going to get to come in on Friday, yep. sit down, watch our guys in uniform, you know, have live drills and go at it in this this final practice of the year. But also expanding that to have the community involved as well. Like those are just really cool things, I think, for the university, for the athletics department, and for for Grand Forks and for this region. Yeah, you you, you know you, you think that our our don't owners who, who made made it all happen for sure. But uh, the bottom line is I think early on, we were just trying to figure out sort of how the schedule would work. And, and then once we've, we've done that, you know, Eric Martinson and his crew have done a nice job of trying to navigate sort of those rentals yeah. opportunities, those rental windows. But those are great opportunities for, for potential, you know, again, future students to be on our campus. And, you know, we can't lose sight of that. I mean, that's, it's awesome for the state of North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Yes. Speaking of the HPC, good segue. We talked about the spring wrap-up, the mm-hmm. spring spring game in quotes coming up Friday. Doors open at 5.30, game at 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a good chance for people to come out and, and really get a chance to get a, a little taste of what this team is going to be about. Come yeah, fall. which we tried to be, you know, we, we said this on the pod a few weeks ago. You know, I, I think the, the wrap-up um, is a better descriptor of what we're doing. I mean, it's more 
it's more practice than it is a game. And, you know, you might see some, some drills that are game-like, if you will, but um, we just want to make sure that folks, I guess, were not disappointed in the sense that they were yeah. looking for an actual game. And, uh, and, and I think a few other folks around the country have sort of used a different moniker as well. Mm-hmm. Um, heck, some people have even just dropped it altogether. Yeah. They haven't, they're, not, they're just not even doing it. So, uh, uh, so, and all that to be said, uh, you know, this is a time of year too, where even though you might have some um, uh, players on your roster that will be coming back next year, that they might have had uh, off-season surgery, right. they might, they just, they're just not in play right now. So that's the reason why it's tough to have a game. Yeah, and that's one of the big things. Some people might grumble about that, but unless you're Ohio State or Notre Dame or Nebraska. Michigan or Nebraska, if you don't have, you know, those those teams have more scholarship kids and just more bodies in general that you can pick from to sort of split teams up and have the first team offense go against the first team defense and the second team offense against the, you know, really nobody at the FCS level has that option comfortably to do so when you feel good and can throw guys out there. And um, you think you were talking with, with Eric Schmidt, the defensive coordinator this morning, he said, you know, we want to try and we love it if if people can come out and support, but at the same time, like we, we know that our goal is for, August 31st, you know, to be ready for the yep. season and, and yep. trying to trying to give a spectacle or give something for the fans to get excited about is important, but we also don't want to do so at the at the sake of yep. keeping guys healthy and, and trying to have a good product on the field. So when we're, it really we're trying to be fall. a little bit more, uh, I would say, forthright on, on what to expect, but it gives you still a chance to go see, you know, the final, the final, uh, you know, spring, spring uh, practice of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Guys will be in their game uniforms. It sounds yeah. like they're going to be going, going live for a handful of plays in different situations from goal line to two minute drill to, you know, like it, it's going to be fun. It's very, pretty similar to last year. If you came out to last year's game, just a few different uh, wrinkles, thrown in but teams looking good they're excited to finish up we will have a day-by-day episode by the way coming up after the spring game probably mid mid next week in which we'll kind of wrap up and hear from the coaches and some of the guys about how things uh, have gone over the course of 15 practices in march and april so be on the lookout for that on midco sn's social media channels um, some other UND things. Uh, cool news, of course, with the hockey program leading the nation in total attendance and average attendance for the eighth straight year. That's pretty impressive stuff. 11,400 people per night rolling into the Ralph 20, 216,000 total over the course of the season. Pretty significant again. Another significant gap between North Dakota and everybody else in that department. Fan base is second to none. I mean, that's yeah. it. And just uh, the passion's tremendous. And, uh, you know, can't thank folks enough for... Uh, you know, spending both their discretionary time and income uh, yeah. with us. So uh, so can't thank our, our fan base enough. Yeah, if you were a season ticket holder, renewal, it sounds like, begins on Tuesday, right? Tuesday, yep. April the 16th. That's right. Chance to That's get right. back in for 2019 Correct. I think we've kind of done it after spring ball. That's mm-hmm. kind of the thought, the mindset at this stage of the game. Yeah. Yep. Finish football, transition to hockey. Yeah. Get ready for the new season. Let's go. I love it. Um, speaking of UND hockey and hockey alums, NHL playoffs start tonight on Wednesday. we got five currently in action, but a couple more guys like Tucker Pullman. Guys could get called up sure could. and expand that number a little bit, but uh, best of luck to the likes of TJ Oshie, Tyson Jost, Rocco Grimaldi, Brock Nelson, Aaron Dell. 18, by the way, 18 alums have won the Stanley Cup total. Eight wins since 2010. Three of those, of course, are from Jonathan Taves, but it's cool to see every year guys that used to wear green and white getting a chance to lift Lord Stanley. It's exciting stuff. I'll tell you what, it's like no other, and what a grind, huh? I mean, yeah. it's just, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's really whether or not you're probably going to have a lower body injury or an upper, an upper body. body injury, really. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, it's just, uh, what a grind. Yeah. It's unbelievable. 
it's uh, if, be looking for again if you if you don't follow professional hockey as much as as the college game or you just kind of get into it. Obviously, this is the time of year when it is really fun to turn on. Any at any given night, you're going to have probably three or four games going on at the same time. There's something fun about round one. You get so many good matchups, so many overtime games. Stay up, enjoy some hockey. Cheer on, cheer on our boys for their various NHL teams. That's right. That's be right. Fun. Um, some other current UND athletes making waves uh, from a track and field update. Kylie Foster just keeps winning stuff. Uh, they were down. UND was down in Vermilion at the South Dakota Track and Field Challenge uh, this past weekend. Um, Kylie went. 14 feet, one and a quarter inches in the pole vault, or 4.3 meters, if you like the metric system. That's ninth in the country right now. Incredibly third in the Summit League, but she beats the two gals from USD that are ahead of her in the Summit in that meet. Uh, cool to see. Our throwers had a great weekend down there as well, but neat to see her really staking her mark on the national level after being an All-American in the indoor season earlier this year. Yeah, Kylie's just had a phenomenal year, and uh, I, you know, I don't know how pole vaulters do it. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> uh, you're a track and field guy. Have you I ever am, yes. have you ever pole vault? We did not feature pole vault because uh, it, it, it was too dangerous. And it was too expensive too, like the equipment, the poles. I'm from a small class B school in South Dakota. And so we didn't, uh, we didn't have the budget to make pole vault a thing. But, would, uh, but would, I went would to, you have done it? I would probably not have, hmm. but uh, I, went to, I went to the University of Sioux Falls, which, which became like a pole vault institute. We had a couple national champions go through there at, really? the, at the D2 level. And it was incredible to see just the the strength and the timing and the daring. And really, these kids are unbelievable. Pole vaulters are unbelievable athletes because you have to have the speed to get to get down the runway, strength. the strength to get yourself up, and then the body awareness and the spatial awareness to then contort yourself over a bar. I was a high jumper, and this is sort of like that, but instead of being six feet off the ground, you are 15, 16 feet off the ground. 19 feet off the ground if you're Chris Nilsson from South Dakota. Like, it's unbelievable. These, these kids are unbelievable. Some of the best athletes you're going to find. Yeah. I, I, um, it, the, uh, just, I guess the, the guts that it really takes to just enter the fray of that event <laughs> yeah. and then to be good at it. I mean, yeah. I can't even imagine, like, your first time doing it. You know, I mean, cool. it, uh, wow. Okay. But <laughs> Kylie's been awesome. Oh, so good Good for her awesome numbers there. Um, good for the softball team, by the way, as well. Really good start to the Summit League season. Uh, another series win this past weekend in Fort Wayne. They should be home, of, unfortunately, this weekend because of the field conditions and weather, et cetera. Those games have been shifted to Vermilion. But now I wonder if that's even going to happen this weekend, if they're going to get two yeah, feet of snow down south. Who knows? Who knows? Well, I guess we made the best decision we could yeah. at the time we could make it. And so then we adjust from there. And if, you know, if we end up getting uh, postponed, canceled, that's what happens. Yeah. So we'll, you know, there wasn't much you could do at that point. We, right. we knew we couldn't play here. So then we tried to do our, our, our due diligence on, on trying to figure it out how to play it. But that you're right. It, they just made it, they make it canceled. It's not looking great. It's not looking, it's not looking great, great right yeah. now. So we'll, we'll keep the our fingers The following weekend will look great. That will happen because that's indoors. <laughs> well, as long as, I mean, you never know. I mean, you, you think it's going <laughs> to happen. Right. There's a better chance of it happening. That, there you go. Western Illinois still has to make their way here. There's a lot of pieces. And yeah, but it's, it's great that that's now set. Those games, by the way, the 19th and 20th of April, indoors in the Alaris Center against Western Illinois. Mark, pen, pen, pen those in to your calendar. Yeah. Good, good chance. Seven o'clock on Friday. Really good chance that's going to happen. I think two o'clock starting Saturday, and then probably 
you know, uh, uh, 15 minutes to yeah. follow, mm -hmm. 30 minutes to follow after game one. So yeah. uh, somewhere in that range. Yeah, I, I thought, you know, the one thing that uh, I, I wasn't here last year when we did it and yeah. uh, heard it was great. Yeah, a lot of fun. We played Montana in the Alaris last yeah. season. It's just, there's just something unique about it. It kind of reminds you of the Metrodome a little bit, to be honest. Like being in being in a domed facility like that, playing ball, you know, the field's a little wonky because you've got the football lines on there and things like that. But the girls had a great time with it last year. There was a cool energy in the building. I, I would expect if you if you've got a little bit of free time on your Easter weekend, go out and support the kids. It's a lot of, a lot of fun. And honestly, it'll be their first home games of the year and, and some of their only this season. I so know. And take so advantage. yeah, and so we we hope to play the following week outside, and uh, we may get there. I don't know. I yeah, mean, it's possible. It's possible. And so that's that's the hope. And so, uh, uh, but yeah, come on out. That would be great free admission and uh you know the concessions will be open and uh i think you know you probably can partake in a number of different things yeah i would imagine so that would be my guess <laughs> cool that'll be fun coming us next weekend against western illinois and a reminder those games the following weekend against south dakota state we're planning on doing that double header on saturday live on midco sports network again assuming the field's good um that's the plan to get some UND softball that's live great. on the airwaves good deal uh gosh from a UND perspective i know um Golf obviously had a good weekend. Yeah. Tennis is – there's a lot of other spring action that's kind of going on. What else is kind of happening that you want the people to know about? I though? think we're good. I think, you know, that that probably touches on everything that we have uh – done so and and again i know uh i appreciate you know folks that do listen to the pod we try to do it consistently every week i mean and, and that's i think part of the whole podcasting piece of the puzzle uh, mm -hmm. you need to try to be as consistent as possible so appreciate you uh allowing us to do this two days later yeah shouts to david by the way for getting this up quick and we just had a conversation before it it takes it takes a lot to kind of piece things together sometimes and correct yeah. our mistakes and make us sound better than we actually do. And so props to David Folsky for making this happen all year long. No doubt. Yeah. Um, quick flip to the B side. You're a busy man because you got a lot of stuff going on and, and have been out of the office doing different things. But I, I do want to touch on, it's great that we're taping this on a Wednesday this week because it gave us a chance to watch Champions League football yesterday. And both of our squads now have, and you, <laughs> you can wince at this if you want to, but we have one foot in the semifinals after two first leg wins over Manchester City and FC Porto, as Bill Shakes has said. Hey, I, you know, they, they both won. We both won yesterday. This, these are good things. Oh, you're, you're funny. You're just setting me up. <laughs> Listen, we have a shot. Have a shot. And, 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 and truly, I think, I think in Champions League play, when you have aggregate, um, aggregate games, basically, you're playing one big game with four halves, in yeah. a sense. And the first one starts at your place. There's some inherent pressure on you as as the home team because the the away goals count so much. If there's ever a, if if aggregate scoring is tied, the whoever has the most away goals ends up advancing. And so uh, for for Tottenham to shut Manchester City out uh, one one nil and then uh, and and scoring the goal uh, in in Manchester City not scoring on the road, yeah, gives them a shot going yeah. forward. I you know Man City is easily um probably going into the quarterfinal round probably the favorite or one of the two favorites going in yeah I was, and, they in barcelona would be like one yeah, a one b yeah. yep, to win the trophy yeah and i'd say you know so so the the thing that i actually i was uh, is jazzed up about as anything is because tottenham opened their new stadium as yes. we talked about that to have that win and not have scored allowed a goal yet mm -hmm. there you want to make sure that it becomes a real 
devastating home for yeah. you, and that was a that go that will go a long way for sure. Yeah, building the mystique a around bit, the new right? White Hart Lane. Yeah, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, I guess, is the yeah. official name of it right now. Until someone spends a billion dollars to put their logo on the front, but it's the the longer you can go unbeaten there, yep. unscored upon. Yep. It doesn't hurt. I mean, it's all about building your home ground into a fortress. And that's they've, they're off to a good start with a couple of wins. One in the league and now one in the Champions League. No doubt. So, yeah. So, when is the next uh, round? So, just a week from today. Ooh. So, next a week from today, these two will be playing okay. in, in, in Manchester and then in, in Portugal if you're Liverpool. And so, you will know... By man, about this time next week, if uh, if we'll have a <laughs> now uh, on, on Spurs will be moving on, or if maybe I just uh, misspoke. And, you know, and and again, the Spurs are. Uh, we've probably recounted this a few times on the pod, but they have not because of the stadium. They have not invested in uh, a deep roster, and they lost arguably their best player and. England, the, the national team's captain, and so he may be done for the year. And you know, but in soccer, there's 11 that all work together. Yeah. And much like football, you you you, you you're gonna be you're gonna play. It's just a matter. Uh, you want all you want all your players if you could have them. So that was that was a little disappointing yesterday losing him. Yeah, Harry Kane um, is obviously a key part of your success. But yeah. we've seen earlier this season when he was out yeah. for weeks and months at a time. You know, the, the guys step up sometimes. You step up. That next man up mentality. Guys know they need to be a little more offensive. And there's so much. There's, we've said this over and over. That there's so many matches that yeah. you do need others to, you know, go. I mean, they're talented too. So, I mean, that now they just have an opportunity. And, uh, and I think knowing that, you know, it gives them some flexibility and figure out how they want to play it now. Yeah. The scheduling gods did you some favors, by the way, because this this is such a quick turnaround. You play on a Tuesday, you have a league game at the weekend, and then you got to go play in Manchester next Wednesday. But you get Huddersfield this weekend, who have already been relegated, who are the worst team in the league. Uh, you get them at home as well, so a chance to maybe rest some guys. You also have gotten some help in the Premier League race because Man United and Arsenal have both dropped their last so, game did you see that? unexpectedly. Yeah, so that, you're kind of your Chelsea's coming on a little bit, but you're still in good spot yeah, there for when, top four. When there was eight left. You know, I, I kind of figured, you know, you got to make hay with six of the eight. Yeah. And uh, that's why, you know, not getting that point against Liverpool was crushing. But um, but you're right. Huddersfield, you got to you got to get it done at home. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't you can't win your opener and then beat Man City <laughs> and then drop to Huddersfield. That would be very sad. That would be rough. Yep. So you expect you expect a B side out there. I mean, you'd imagine he's going to rest some players for that particular match. You almost have to. You have to dress some guys. I, I think you're going to have to make a decision there, yeah. and then you're going to have to uh, – those guys got to step up and play. Yeah. Which they will. Yeah. yeah. Your B team needs to beat Huddersfield this weekend. They, so your A team will be ready for Man So City you'll love this time. because I don't know what I'm talking about here. I just know this. Whatever we're going to call the back – Danny Rose can't be in the middle. He needs to be on the outside. And that has nothing to do with his handball yesterday. Sure. Nothing to do with it. But I don't he can't He's not be a in center back. No, he's that's not his But position. we've played him there before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe out of necessity. That's it happens. That's a tough one. Yeah. When guys guys that are not necessarily used to that position, that's a tough one. Because those guys in the middle of the field are dangerous. It's a different it's funny because you've got typically most teams who run, you know, four defenders some run three of course yep. but a lot, a lot of teams run four anymore and your two center backs have very different responsibilities than your two fullbacks in those positions and danny rose is a fullback or a wingback yes and to throw him in the middle 
it's a completely different set of it responsibilities. Is. And uh, that's Almost not like really being a receiver on the line of scrimmage. Sometimes you're, you're, yeah, you're technically, bit. you know, you, you some, you know, you, what's the difference being in the slot versus the outside or whatever? But you got to be able to handle, I guess, that whole scope of the field as opposed to just a piece, yeah. of, piece of the field. Yeah, well, something to watch there in, yep. the, in the future for Mr. Rose. So I, I, I know we're going to be closing it up, and it's perfect. We probably shouldn't spend much more than a minute on the Red Sox anyways. I'm not sure they really merit more than a minute. I think 60 seconds of Sox is probably about all we could take right now. We had, we had kind of a long conversation before the pot started, and it got me super depressed. Yeah. So, so let's keep it short. So the question <laughs> I'll ask you oh boy. is... When do they get their first quality start of the year? I know. It hasn't happened yet. Uh, I'm going to say... We're perfect. Yeah. Um, you know, they're playing the Blue Jays right now. Jason Hajdu's Blue Jays. So I'm hoping... Who's 1-0 and against us, yeah, by the I way. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, yeah, because we're home yeah, now, we're, too. Yeah, we're home now. Yeah, so after the, after the rough road trip uh, where they went 3-8 and eight on the West Coast to open the season... Wasn't great. Wasn't great. Um, back home now. Uh, all I can say is, you know, there's six games back of Alec... Johnson's Tampa Bay Rays, which is wild, but at least the Yankees aren't off to a good start. No. It, it would be, it feels so much worse if the Yankees were like ten and one, and we're having to hear about all this. It's, I, w- I wonder. I have to think about this. How many series do you have a year? Because right now we're on pace to winning one game a series. Yeah. So that might be maybe sixty series, maybe. I'd say sixty-one something. wins this year. <laughs> Going gosh. from one hundred eight to sixty-one. Bill. That's a good variance. <laughs> Right, we're, we're we're on that pace. We would be on that those pace. Those are the two. Yeah. Th- those are the two takeaways. No quality starts in starting pitching, which is alarming yeah. mm-hmm. in in so many ways. And poor Chris Sale, he's zero and three, yeah. and his velocity's down about eight miles an hour. Holy cow! I don't know. I, yeah. I, I'm, there's something going on there. I think it's not great. I hope there is. <laughs> if he's if he's perfectly fine and is pitching like this, then then we have a lot. Of, then we have 140 million dollars invested in a guy that can't pitch, that's and that's a a, that's a concern. That is a problem. That's, so. Let's hope he's just going through a little funk and uh, has some and needs to be shut down for 15 days or a month. And then it might we'll be a back. year. I ah, always thought boy. he needed surgery after the year. Who, who am I? But I kind of sure. thought it was going to come back that there was something torn yeah, well, to some degree that they shut they him had down, to fix. Shut him down twice last year and didn't didn't have any type of procedure, at least that we know, know of, that was done. So, so a little surprising. Know. Well, we'll just early days, early April. You know, I, I told you though, spring training just didn't look great. You didn't and, like and it. Here we are. You didn't I, like I it. Just, I you hate, didn't like their body language. I just, they just seemed a little too happy to be losing these spring training games 10 to one without like any, any semblance of, I, I, at, at some point, whenever you win a title, there's always that grace period and you, you feel really good. And this group of course had not won a title. I, there really weren't any holdovers from the previous teams that had so much success. Or very few. Xander. I mean, you, you have sure. some. Xander was a part of the Xander team. Xander probably, he still yeah. was. But you didn't really have so many of the new guys. Mookie hadn't won before. This was Chris Sale's first title. And you just wonder, how will they handle that? And we had talked before the pod, you know, we had hoped that their maturity would be enough that they could weather that that storm of having to defend the championship and defend it the right way. And at least so far, albeit only 12 games in, in a 162-game season, we just haven't quite seen that same team that was so successful last year, but plenty of time left to turn it around. Yeah, they just they, they, they they've got to start pitching better. Yeah, they, I mean, if you get six seven innings and uh, the the uh, Minnesota pitcher hasn't pitched well either, Gibson. I like him. Uh, I mean, but he's struggled a little bit too, and it's just it's just tough when you're going to your bullpen in the third inning, fourth inning. It, you know, it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. You know, and Erod, my guy, Erod, my God, hundred pitches, four innings. 
every single game. Oh, it's like a broken record. Yeah. I think I'm off his train. I think he needs new scenery. <laughs> I'm, well, I, I think that's The trade deadline at. is only about three months away, so we got some time. I'm okay with this week. <laughs> there you go. How about that? That's, that's a mic drop from Bill Chaves. Well, thanks so much again, as always, for the time, gang, this week. Big thanks to David Folsky, of course, for putting it together for Bill Chaves. I'm Alex Heiner. Thanks for listening. We'll chat again next week.